Good morning. It's good to be with you as we continue in our time in Acts. Today, we're going to pick up with, um, we're going to read through the end of chapter 25 today, where we see Paul begin to, um, we see King Agrippa enter the scene. We're going to talk a little bit about who these kings are. Uh, there's a lot of kings in the book of Acts and really the New Testament. So I want to give you an understanding of who these kings are. So let's, um, let's begin reading with Acts chapter 25, verses 13 through uh, the end of the chapter, which is verse 27. After several days had passed, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea to welcome Festus. Festus had laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There's a man here who was left in prison by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me about him and asked for a sentence against him. I told them that I, it was not the custom of the Romans to hand over anyone before the accused had met the accusers face to face and been given an opportunity to make a defense against the charge. So they met here, I lost no time, but on the next day took a seat on the tribunal, took my seat on the tribunal, and ordered the man to be brought. When the accuser stood up, they did not charge him with any of the crimes that I was expecting. Instead, they had certain points of disagreement with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died, but whom Paul asserted to be alive. Since I was at a loss on how to investigate these questions, I asked whether he wished to go to Jerusalem to be tried there on these charges. When Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of his imperial majesty, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to the emperor. Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you will hear him. So the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp. They entered the audience hall with the military tribunes, the prominent men of the city. Then Festus gave the order and Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish community petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. But I had found that he had done nothing deserving of death, and when he appealed to his imperial majesty, I decided to send him. But I have nothing definite to write our sovereign about him. Therefore, I have brought him before you, before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that having examined him, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable to send a prisoner without indicating the charges against him. So we see there this situation that the Romans are, are dealing with. This entire conflict with Paul, with the Jewish religious leaders, has to deal with theological matters. And this would be like, I mean, this is the equivalent of... um. Theological fight about baptism. Someone suing somebody over baptism. You know, I'm just picking an example here, but let's say it's baptism or communion or whatever. Something important. But you know, you were fighting so two two Christians are fussing about baptism and they sue each other in the courts. And what's the what's the judge gonna do about a, a theological debate about baptism? He's you know, it's theology, it's not a matter of legal system. That's what the Roman leaders are bumping up to with this. Same thing with Jesus. You know, they had to label him as a revolutionary because the Romans were not going to execute someone over a theological matter. Likewise, uh, Paul's appealed to go to Rome, but frankly, uh, Festus has no charge to charge him with to send him to Rome. So he he pulls in the, the Jewish king, Agrippa, to basically say, hey, you got to help me come up with something like he's going to go to Rome. He's going to be sent there, but I don't know what his charges are. I don't, he's not done anything that I see worthy of death. It's a theological matter. And I don't know what to do with that. Basically that's what's playing out here. So here it, so now we're going to see tomorrow 
the great um, one, of the, one, of the, one of Paul's great sermons where he gives this testimony. It's it's really good. So the next two um, the next few days are going to have some of my favorite um, little lines in scriptures. And then Paul says a couple of things that are just really impactful, important to me. So we see now Paul brought before Agrippa. But I, I told you I wanted to explain who Agrippa was. Okay, um, there are. Let's explain the the political setup of um, of Rome to where we find ourselves. In 586 BC, um, Babylon conquered Judah. Um, well, let's back up before that. I guess we'll go to King David. David was David was the great king. Um, David died, and his son Solomon became king. After Solomon. Uh, the kingdom of Israel had a civil war or a split. Northern kingdom of Israel, southern kingdom of Judah. And the northern kingdom of Israel was eventually defeated and destroyed by Assyria. And eventually the southern kingdom of Judah was defeated by Babylon. Uh, Babylon took the many of the young leaders back to Babylon to make them Babylonian. And it was in Babylon, the word Judah was first shortened to Jew. So eventually... Babylon was defeated by Persia. When Persia defeated Babylon, they allowed many of the Jews to go back to Jerusalem. So in 586 BC, um, Israel was not an independent state, really, again. Outside of about a, a period in the 300s where they got rid of the Greeks for a minute, um, they really were not independent until 1948. That's when the modern state of Israel was formed. Um, so... Babylon defeated Judah. Persia defeated Babylon. So Persia was over Israel. Then Greece defeated Persia. Greece is over Israel. Eventually Rome defeated Greece, and they were over Israel. And Rome was over Israel for a while. Byzant the, the, uh, the Byzantine Empire was over them for a while, and then eventually the Ottoman Empire into Great Britain. Long way to say, who... Whoever the Roman governor was, was the actual power. So Pilate was the actual power. Felix was the actual power. Festus was the actual power. But what Rome would do is Rome would have kings that were basically puppet kings who, who were over the areas that they ruled, but they really weren't in charge. They only had whatever power Rome gave them. So Festus is in charge here. Um, and so, but there were these, there were these, um, there were these um, Jewish kings that had limited power that Rome gave them. So you've heard Herod, Herod the Great was the king that was king when Jesus was born. Remember when he was born, um, everybody was afraid because he was going to go crazy. Uh, eventually killed all the babies under two years old, um, you know, when the wise men would not return. So you had Herod the Great. Remember he died. And then Jesus and the Holy Family came back from Egypt and his son Herod Antipas became king. Um, so he was king for a long time. He was the main king throughout Jesus' um, ministry and time. Um, he was the one who had John the Baptist executed, the one Jesus dealt with on Holy Week. Okay, He eventually was succeeded by his nephew, Herod Antipas. Herod Antipas was the king that we... Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, Herod, Herod Antipas was the one who was king for Jesus. 
Antipas was succeeded by Agrippa the first. And King, King Agrippa, Herod Agrippa, was the one who died earlier in Acts. Remember when the guy was eaten alive by worms? That was Herod Agrippa. And now we see his son, um, Herod Agrippa II, if you will. Uh, he, he was the king. So Herod is a very common name, just like the word Caesar became basically uh, a name for the Roman emperor. In, in Israel, um, the word Herod almost became synonymous with king because you had Herod the Great, Herod Antipas, Herod Agrippa, Herod Agrippa. So that's who this guy is. This guy would be uh, Herod the Great, would have been his great-grandfather. Um, yeah, that's right, great-grandfather. Uh, because Agrippa is this guy. His father was Agrippa the first. His uncle was Antipas. And then Antipas's father was Herod the Great. So Herod the Great, Herod Antipas, Herod Agrippa, Herod Agrippa. So that's who this guy is. So he comes from the line of Herod. So you're going to just hear, you've probably heard the word Herod a lot. You've heard King Herod a lot. And we aren't always sure which one is which. So I just want to give you a little overview who we're talking about in the gospel and who we're talking about in Acts. So Herod the Great, ruler in Jesus' day. Antipas, Jesus' ministry. Agrippa, that's a nephew of Antipas. Um, he was king during the early part of Acts. And Agrippa II, king during this part of Acts and is in charge of um, helping. <laughs> and Agrippa has the hard job of trying to help Felix, I'm sorry, um, Festus, come up with some crime to charge Paul with. So that's where we are. So tomorrow... We're going to read um, Paul begin to tell his testimony. And like I said, tomorrow's, the next few days readings are going to be some of my favorite passages in the Bible. Um, and it just has some beautiful phrases in there that just I just always enjoy. So anyway, that, I thought knowing who was who and what their roles were would be helpful for you understanding what's going on right now. So, right. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll pick up tomorrow with Paul's sermon in Acts 26. Have a great day.